Happy Halloween! It's a big night tonight, listeners. As you know, we, meaning Dana and I, at AM451, adore Halloween. And this year I have the perfect costume, if you can guess what I'm getting at. Dana, as always, is wearing her usual NASA t-shirt, poorly kept mom jeans, and boots that clunk so loud they give me a headache. She's giving me a complicated gesture, listeners. I can only assume it's derogatory. Nevertheless, she has, like I asked, brought with her the finest, non-alcoholic sparkling cider this side of the Mississippi. Cheers, Dana. To you, in spite of all your faults. Wow. This is amazing. You really pulled through for once. (laughs) The technological advances in non-alcoholic beverages this year have been truly remarkable. This tastes like the real deal. Dana! Come in here and pour old hostie a refill while we take our next call. <laughs> we have Clunk calling from a castle in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hello, Clunk. What can I do for you? I have date with pretty girl, but I don't think she will come. Ah, uh, don't say that, Clunk. Why don't you think she'll come? She's scared. Scared, schmared. You know, I'm tired of people being scared of a real relationship. We're not getting any younger. Okay. Yeah. It's just a date. What is she scared of? Angry mob in yard. Oh. There's an angry mob in your yard? Why? Mob want to kill me. What? Clunk, that's crazy. Dana, refill. What's that banging? Mob break down door. Oh, Clunk, that's terrifying. Clunk? Hello? Hello? Um, hello? Who is this? Bill. Who's this? The host. Are you a mob man? Um, I prefer to think of it more as a crew. Now, if you don't mind, I have to get back to killing a monster. What do you have against monsters, my good sir? (laughs) Excuse me? They're monsters. They ruin people's lives. Okay, guy. How are monsters ruining lives? Psh, to you! I'll tell you how they're ruining lives, okay? It all started ten years ago with me and my girlfriend, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen and I were in love, and we knew we'd be together forever. So one day, we got matching tattoos. The horns of a bull over the word USA. We said as long as these sweet tats are on our bods, we will be together. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was. Until my monster neighbor, Thud, came along. Thud? Uh, You mean Clunk? No, I mean Thud. We were best buds, but I always knew he was jealous of what I had with Mary Ellen. Thud was jealous of Mary Ellen? No, Thud was jealous of me. How do you know? One night we were drinking, and he got too drunk. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. No, Thud was drunk. Oh, you mean Clunk? No, he started going on about how he's always loved Mary Ellen. What? Scandalous. Did you fight him? I told him if he didn't shut up, I'd knock his teeth in. But Thud kept talking, and we fought. Oh, I called it. Dana, you heard it. I was like, did you fight him? He had the strength of ten men. Ripped my arm right off. The very arm that had my sweet USA tap. Wait, wait, wait. That bottle's not empty, Dana. There's a solid quarter glass left. Top me off before you throw it out. Pardon my interruption, sir. Back to your story. So my arm's off, right? Well, when Mary Ellen saw us, she started crying. She said that me no longer having my matching tat 
means that we're no longer together. And I said, I'll get another one. She wouldn't hear it. What? That girl be cray. But remember, listeners, people deal with grief in a variety of ways. Mary Ellen, she left me. Thud, moved away. And I've been alone ever since. Hey, Bill, check this out. No, it can't be. No! Ah, come on, dude, you're yelling into the phone. What a dumb tat. Not sweet at all. No, that, that's that's my tat. That's my Mary Ellen love tat. This monster has my arm. How? He's like Frankenstein or whatever. Made up a bunch of different body parts. Frankenstein was the dog. It's part of me. Makes up that monster. Does that make the monster me? Where do I end and where does the monster start? I've been hunting my own kind. Hold it, guys. I thought Thud was the We've monster. We've gone too far. Really? Let this monster go. Oh, if you see a pretty girl walking around, she might be looking for her date. Well, that was a very confusing call. But it does remind me of the advice of one of my wisest childhood bullies. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Well, this bottle's empty, so I guess it's time for a commercial. Do you live in the greater Kevinsville area? Do you need a car? Well, then Mike Bodo has the solution for you. It's a car! And he's selling it. Just visit him at his sister's place, 3231 West Van Buren Avenue in Kevinsville. He will lead you to a spot near his home where you can safely see the car. Note, you will have to remove the car from the premises yourself as the car-slash-house situation is complicated. Uh, no need to call ahead. Mike will just be at his sister's waiting. Dana, could you brew me a cup of tea? My internal faculties are all abuzz for some reason. Thank you. I don't... I don't know what's so funny. For those of you weary travelers and perpetual night owls just tuning in, welcome. You, my loves, are tuned into The Host. Thank you for carving out a piece of your evening for us. And for not carving your name into trees, you know, there have been several complaints about rampant tree carvings in the area lately. Apparently what's old is new, and experts are worried that millennials are destroying the ability of forests to withstand drought conditions during fire season. And here I thought the fire problem was because of those recent anti-witch burning protests. Anywho, for further questions, please contact an arborist. What's that? Yes, I know. Thanks, Dana. Yes, I'm moving on. Well, friends, it looks like our next caller is Alex. See, that's a nice, concise name. I believe four letters is the recommended carving length if you are going to vandalize. Yeah, yes, right. Dana, moving on. So, Alex, what can I do for you? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. That's why we're here. How can I help you tonight? So this weird thing happened recently. And I was trying to, well, I've been having a hard time convincing other people how weird it was, and I wanted to sort of get someone else's take. I see. And what is it that happened? Well, the other day we had this big thunderstorm. Ah, uh, I love a good autumnal storm. Yeah, so I looked out the window, and after the rain died down, and I noticed the bulb in my lantern was dim. I have one of those glass lanterns sitting outside my house. It's like a glass box that screws into a long pole. I'm familiar with a lantern. Well, people get confused when I tell them about it. Not me, caller. Your host is very sharp. 
Sure. So I went to check on it because the bulb was low and I thought that's funny because I just changed it like three days before. You only have to change those bulbs once a year. But this one only lasted three days. That was my question. I thought it seemed off. So I went to check. But when I got there, I found the weirdest thing. <laughs> Alex? Oh, sorry. I was thinking about it, and I still can't, uh... Anyway, so I looked inside the glass, and there was this frog. Well, I mean, it may have been a frog. It might have been a toad. I don't really know the difference. You know, I actually know a lot about this. Um, frogs, in fact, have long, delicate legs and smooth skin, while toads have short, stubby legs and a thick, coarse skin type. So, probably frog. But the thing is, it was inside the glass. Inside of it. And burnt to a crisp. I mean, completely charred. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sure that was a difficult experience for you. Death can be a real challenge for most people. Even the death of an animal one does not know. No, 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 no. See, everyone thinks I'm having a hard time with it because it was gross, which it was, or because the thing died, which it definitely did, but I just need someone to acknowledge that it was weird. I mean, how did the frog get inside of the glass? It's a lantern. It's a bulb completely encased in glass. There are no openings. Hmm, that is strange. It's crazy! I can't sleep. I've been zoned out at work. Jeff thinks I'm nuts. He wants me to see a therapist. It certainly sounds like this incident has become a disruption to your life. Now tell me, who's Jeff? Oh, my boyfriend. He casually wrote the name and number of a shrink on a sticky note this morning and put it on my purse. That's definitely direct. <laughs> has Jeff recommended therapy prior to this frog situation? Never. I mean, he thinks everyone should be in therapy, but he hasn't actually suggested it to me before. He's really judgmental, though. Kevin says I'm fine. Oh, uh, Kevin? And Kevin is... My boyfriend. He says I should take the frog out and throw it away. Like, that will cure me and get rid of the thoughts. I told him I'm not touching that thing. It's gross and weird and probably cursed or something. So, Alex, to clarify, you have two boyfriends. Is that right? Uh, no judgment. I just want to be sure I'm clear. Well, there's Jeff and Kevin and Roberto. Three? Wonderful. Look at you, Miss Progressive. Not to pry, but do they all know about each other? They're all my boyfriend. Yeah, they are. But are they all aware of each other? Or aware that you have multiple men in your life? I only have one man in my life. Uh-huh. But when you say they're all your boyfriend, you mean you are dating three men? Three men who are collectively my boyfriend. Huh. Uh, what's that? Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on one second, Alex. Uh, Dana is trying to tell me something. Oh, uh, Dana's asking how does the light bulb go in the lantern if there are no openings? Okay, good question. So technically the top opens, but it snaps down. When it's closed, it doesn't even leave a crack. Right. Um, but so I'm clear, when you're with Jeff, Roberto is... Jeff. Oh, interesting. And if Jeff heard the name Roberto, he would think... How would I know? I can't read his thoughts. Why are you stuck on this? Could you humor me for a moment? Um, I do have an inkling that this could be at the heart of something going on here. Is this change in Jeff and the gang a, a mental shift, like dissociative identity disorder, or... No, it's physical, too. Can you elaborate? Look, today his name is Jeff. He's got brown hair and blue eyes. Other days, he's Kevin and blonde. 
Sometimes he's Roberto, and tall, and athletic, and pigeon-toed. There's no science to it. He changes spontaneously. I can never predict who I'm going to get when I get home from work, but he's my boyfriend, and I love him. Now, do you... Oh, your boyfriend's a shapeshifter. That's amazing. I've never actually met a shapeshifter or had a call about one. Does he just, like, change all the time? No, shapeshifting is not a thing. It's like being a human chameleon, pretending to be different people that they're not, like the physical embodiment of a liar. Even the idea is creepy. My boyfriend is just a person who changes sometimes into one of two other people. Have you seen him change? He can feel it coming on and prefers to be alone when it happens. Usually he goes to the bathroom so he can have some privacy. It's awkward for him, you know? So no, I haven't. But I've definitely seen him walk through a door as one person and walk back out as another. It even happened when he was in the shower and I was washing my face at the sink. He couldn't hold it back. It sounded a little painful for him, to be honest. But obviously the more important thing here is the frog. Sure. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. It defies the laws of physics, right? Even if there was a crack in the glass or at the latch, you can't fit something larger than a crack through a crack. And it was a big frog. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Dana is suggesting maybe the frog has always been in the lantern. No, Dana, I think she would have noticed that when she changed the bulb earlier in the week. I've considered it. But no, I'm sure I would have seen a living frog or a dead one, even if it was a tadpole size and the storm somehow made it spontaneously balloon to full grown. So did Jeff, Kevin, Roberto explain how he got this condition? I mean, was he born with it? Ugh. When we first started dating, he explained that it was something that's been happening to him his whole life. He's never known why, and now that we live together, I can see it's not an easy thing for him. He could change it any time. It sounds like this is a pretty big part of his life. I have to ask, Alex, do you want to see him change? I've offered once or twice to be there to help him and everything, but he said he didn't want me to, and I'm fine with that. I don't know. Part of me feels like it could be really gross to look at. What would be gross? His body? His body changing. I'd rather not see it. I have to tell you, Alex, it alarms me that you live with someone who isn't comfortable changing in front of you. And it sounds like you aren't comfortable with him being him or them or whatever the preferred pronoun may be. Uh, going all in for a relationship is a big deal, but at some point you have to cross the threshold of trust. And I feel like the two of you, or four of you, have a lot of work to do there. This is bullshit, and not why I called. Can we please focus on the problem? I don't know what to say about the frog thing, Alex. It's weird. Thank you. Hello? Alex? Are you gone? Dana has written quantum tunneling. Dana, don't be ridiculous. Did we lose Alex? Right. Well, callers, I don't know about you, but Alex's love life situation gives me a strange kind of anxiety. Relationships have to be based on trust, and if you can't trust your partner enough to be yourself with them, then you really do have to ask yourself, what's the point? Also, I didn't want to admit this, but I have a weird sensation of, well, doubt about the whole story. Dana, do you think there are three men in her apartment playing some sort of long con on her? Should we be concerned about her safety? 
I don't want to invalidate her situation, but what's that? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dana's telling me to move on. So let's table that one, I guess. Oh, uh, oh, and uh, that's really bugging you, isn't it? <laughs> if you listeners have any theories about the frog lantern thing, please write in. Dana would love to discuss. All right, listeners, this tea is helping, but I still feel a little sleepy, a little happy and a little strained. <laughs> I think it's time for our regular intermission. I know in this modern era, where we can receive news anywhere, from anywhere, in the blink of an eye, we're bombarded with crises. But tonight, I would like to talk about an issue that's very dear to my heart. I'm hoping you can find a little room for it in yours. I'm talking about the UN Report of Endangered Sandwiches. Our link to a better time, when man's greed didn't run rampant over the earth. If you see one of these poor Sammies... Please put it in a cage with correct multiplying agent. <clears throat> Endangered sandwiches include aerosolized tuna on rye, BLT PB&J, canned meal witch, crackers on toast, crunchy pizza po'boy, filthy glen, French liftoff, grilled ice cream sandwich, Honeydew aioli chicken oxycodone sandwich, otherwise known as a good pupper sandwich. Hot whales, Indiana Gary roll, jarred mealwitch, jello instant sandwich, Minneapolis style peanuts and cheese, moonshine BBQ cotton, O negative blood on breadcrumbs. PB&J and BLT. Prescription antifungal patty melt. Squirrel bread with fur. St. Paul style peanuts and cheese. Taco of meatballs. The largest ham torta of 2006. Three steaks on pita. Whale dogs. And my personal favorite, windswept capuchin on haberdasher's brioche. Special thanks to Jamie Ferguson, our devoted listener, for bringing that updated list to our attention. Did you know there are other loose meat sandwiches besides a sloppy joe? Many more. <laughs> and let's keep it that way. Let's take another call. Thank you, Dana. We have Emily calling from Gainesville, Florida. Emily's been having some weird things happen around her house. Go ahead, Emily. You're on the air. Hi, host. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Just thrilled to be here. Why, thank you, dear. <laughs> so what's been happening? Weird things. Like, super weird. Blood on the walls, whispering, an unexplained cold spot, Yoko Ono materializing and demanding to sing you to sleep. No. Weirder. Oh my, I wait with bated breath. I can't keep ice cream in my freezer anymore because every time I buy it, it's gone the next morning. I'll come out of my bedroom to find cartons strewn all over the house. And let me tell you, Rocky Road does not come out of the carpet easily. I know that one well. Sometimes I'll be woken in the middle of the night and go into the living room to find the TV blaring some movie. So far, it's been Dirty Dancing, Pretty in Pink, and Flash Dance. Just those three on rotation. It's driving me nuts. Well, dear. Oh, also, sometimes at night, I can hear what sounds like crying, and then in the morning, I'll find like a tissue or two lying around the house. I see. 
so let's review. Eating ice cream everywhere. 80s teen movies play at odd hours and on repeat. Sounds of crying and tissues are strewn about the house. Yes, that's right. Hmm. This is quite a mysterious situation. Uh, could the movies simply be a distraction? Are you sure you aren't being robbed by someone with very bad allergies? No, that's the thing. I installed security cameras, and we never see anyone enter the house. Interesting. Uh, it sounds like you have a poltergeist. A what? A poltergeist. Like a ghost, but more physically present. So I'm, like, being haunted? Why would they haunt me by altering my clothes? Your clothes, dear? Yes. My denim jacket has these silver studs on it all of a sudden, and almost half of my shirts have been cut in some fashion. You mean slashed, as if by knife hands, perhaps? No, more like turned into tank tops and crop tops. One of them was even acid-washed. Ah, I think I'm beginning to get the picture. Also, I have a ton of weird Google searches for guys like Corey Heim? Who the hell is that? And I swear to God, the liquor in my house is being watered down, even the wine. The Merlot I had last night was practically clear. Do you have any Judy Bloom novels by chance? Maybe some Babysitter's Club? Um... I promise there's a reason for this question. Okay, yes, I do. I keep them on my bookshelf. I wonder if your poltergeist might see you as a bit of a kindred spirit. Perhaps she's reaching out. Well, someone did write, pay attention to me in red lipstick on my mirror, but I just thought my boyfriend was feeling neglected. What do I do about this poltergeist? Do I need to do, like, an exorcism or something? Oh, for fuck's sake, not again. I cannot keep doing this, host. Please, what do I do? I just bought this house. The housing market is insane here, but some older guy just died, and his family needed to sell it, so I got a great deal and... Mother cannot be right about this house being a mistake. I will never hear the end of it. There, there, dear. Not all is lost. Help me. You need to remember what it felt like to be young. Say, 14, 15, 16. Oh, God. Do I have to? Why? I believe your poltergeist is not just a metaphysical being, but also a teenager. <laughs> I know, even more horrifying. Now, remember, how did you feel? Weird and upset all the time angry, then really sad, and sometimes euphoric, and tired all the time, lonely, misunderstood. That's what your poor poltergeist is going through. She's stuck with you, I believe, and she may be there forever. I have a permanent teenager in my home? I feel confident you do, and it seems as though she requires some structure, rules, a bedtime or curfew perhaps. I think she looks up to you. It must be quite nice to have a young woman with similar interests instead of a cranky old man for a roommate. Ugh, I never wanted kids. Establish contact. Tell her you remember what it felt like and you were around if she ever wants to talk. Do it now. Hello? Um, I just wanted to tell you that I know everything sucks. I'm here if you want to talk. And John Hughes movies are awesome even though they don't really age that well. I have some Drew Barrymore ones if you want. Also, please stay out of my closet. I need those shirts for work. Hello? Uh, how did it go? Well, the TV was turned down, and I saw some trash move into the garbage can. Really? <laughs> what an excellent start. Teenagers are usually not quite so responsive. Thank you, host. Thank you so much. 
or maybe not. I told you to stop going in my room. It seems like you may have a little sister you never wanted. I'm gonna go watch Never Been Kissed. Good luck to you and your new teenager. Wait, are you wearing a shirt? And now, dear listeners, we remember what it was like to be young and rejoice in our accumulating years. The lines are open. Dana, I'm in dire need of more tea. Steeped thrice and slightly sweetened with agave, please. Each cup brings a new folio of flavors, listeners, not unlike the stages of womanhood. Puberty, fecundity, menopause, ascent to the fifth dimension. As I gaze into my cup, I feel a sense of kinship with my brew. Allow me to share something I learned in my travels, specifically on a tin at Trader Joe's. Long ago, the moon fell in love with a comet. Most nights she walked the sky alone, her only company the distant stars and one mercurial producer. But then, once in a century, her soulmate would pop in to visit, only to be called back to his duties in the desert. And so the moon's sweet tears watered the fields, the result an addictive beverage that pairs well with scones. Mmm, delightful. We're going to make it through tonight, listeners. One way or the other. Which reminds me, I should read an ad. Uh, Crock tubs. Crock pots. New 400-gallon combination hot tub and slow cooker. Crock tubs. Uh, We've got time for one last call. I know, I know. Parting is such sweet sorrow. But when dawn breaks, so do I. Next up is Mina from Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, I do love an address that captures the feel of a small town. Welcome to the program, Mina. Hello? Is someone there? Indeed there is, caller, both literally and figuratively. Tell us why There's you're... someone in my house. I mean, I think there is. I haven't seen anyone, but I know I'm not alone. I can smell him. Uh, can you describe the odor? It's kind of earthy, like damp wood, only metallic, and tangy. Smells like you've got a mold problem. Though, I wouldn't rule out a burglar with halitosis. That's the thing, though. There's nothing here to steal. The place has been abandoned for decades. Exactly how old is your house? It's not my house, exactly. It's more of an unofficial Airbnb. Ever heard the term adverse possession? The demonic kind, or as it relates to property ownership? Definitely the second one. So you're a squatter? I mean, if you want to put a label on it. You're not going to call the cops on me, are you? I didn't hurt anyone, I swear. I just needed a place to stay. You have no idea how hard it is to get an apartment these days. Every two-bit landlord wants pay stubs and references, urine samples. Caller, can you hear me? Hello? Are you there? I'm here. The signal out here sucks. I knew this was going to bite me in the ass. I just wanted to get away from it all, you know? Do a little cave spelunking, connect with my roots. (laughs) Mina, are you all right? I don't know. I thought I saw a reflection in the mirror, but there's nothing there now. I must be going crazy. That may be true, but that doesn't mean your fears are unjustified. Have you experienced any other phenomena? Flickering lights? Sudden chills? It's Appalachia. The whole region is a sudden chill. What does the weather have to do with anything? Someone broke into the house I broke into. I was here first! That may not have been the case. Spirits have been known to attach themselves to places or objects. Do you think the house is haunted? You sound skeptical. Did you listen to our last call? Ghosts don't smell. 
but corpses do, especially when their souls have been evicted. You could try burning some sage, or- No, you're not listening to me, okay? This is not some dead dude in a bedsheet floating through walls. I can hear him moving. You hear footsteps? I can hear his heartbeat. It's steady and strong. Whatever he is, he is flesh and blood. Someone's coming up the stairs. Mina, Mina, listen to me. You need to call the police. No, no police. I know you're afraid of getting into trouble. It's not about that. The police can't help me, okay? They won't. Okay, just take a deep breath. Where are you? Locked in the master bedroom, but the door is all rotted. Is there a chest? Any furniture? There's a coffin in the corner. A coffin? Okay, uh, okay, use it to barricade the door. Okay, okay. I can see him through the keyhole. He's checking all the rooms. Oh. What is it? Oh, the smell. It's like rotting onions mixed with sulfur. I think I'm going to throw up. Deep breath. You keep saying deep breaths. I can't take deep breaths. I, I don't remember how. Mina, get out of there. Climb out the window if you have to. I can't. You can. It'll be like spelunking. You don't understand. I can't. It's too late. What do you mean? The sun is up. I can't leave. Are you still there, host? Mina, I need you to be honest with me. What species are you? I told you. I I didn't hurt anyone. I know, sweetheart, and that's not why I'm asking. I'm asking because I want to help you. Are you human? I used to be. Okay. Now, depending on your breed of vampirism, you may be able to walk in the sunlight. Was your sire a Nosferatu or Striga? I don't know. She was a vampire. She drank me. I drank her. It's not like there was pillow talk. He's breaking down the door. Is there a master bath? Yeah, but it's only a half bath. It'll have to do. Now hide, quick. (gasps) Mina? Just sit tight. Dana is divining your location using our office Ouija board as we speak. I wasn't a victim, you know. It was my choice. I'd always been a night owl, even when I was human. Then when I turned, it it just felt right. I don't want to die. You won't. You're immortal, remember? I used to think that way. Like I had all the time in the world. His heart is racing. He knows he's close. There's no point in hiding now. He knows I'm here. And if he doesn't find me, someone else will. We've almost got you. Hold on. Thank you, host. Thank you for being there. Hello? Is someone there? Mina? Listeners, we seem to be experiencing some technical difficulties. Dana, did you have any luck with the location spell? Or it's always good to remember that uh, the lesson we can take away from this is... Damn, we almost made it through the night without losing a caller. Dana, did you bring any more of that apple cider? Yes, of course I know it's alcoholic. That's the point right now. And pour yourself a glass while you're at it. Good night, listeners. I'm sorry it's ended this way. Happy Halloween!
episode four of The Host was written by David Seltzer, Ashley Griggs, Sarah Greenleaf, and Kim Baranti. It was performed by David Seltzer, Jamie Ferguson, April Prasad, Becca Cates, Anna Chazelle, and Sarah Kenny. Music by Steve Metz. Created by Amy Carver. If you'd like to contribute, please send us an email at thehostpodsubmissions at gmail.com. Until next time, good night. Four call one clunk commercial. This clunk, clunk do ad now. When clunk have bad stain in carpet, clunk get mad, but clunk not sweat. Clunk call West Side Cleaner. Only trust West Side Cleaner. What else? We- uh, what did we say before? Uh, uh, <laughs> stubborn stain. Yeah, when yeah. clunk get when stubborn, clunk stubborn stain. <laughs> When clunk gets stubborn stain, clunk pull hair out, clunk freak out, but if clunk, clunk knows that it'd be okay, clunk call Westside Cleaner. Westside Cleaner fix problem. Westside Cleaner come to castle, no problem. (laughs) Westside Cleaner come to castle, no problem. Monday through Sunday. Westside Cleaner know how to talk to Monster. (laughs) Make Monster feel.